0: Please join me in the prayer of illumination as printed in the bulletins and on the board. Faithful God, remind us today that everything big and small can be used to bless the community. Help us to remember that you can take what we have and multiply it to meet our needs, increase your faith in your word and in your provision. We recognize that we are better together than alone. Today we give you praise for all the ways you have blessed us in personal lives, our church, and our community. Amen. Today's scripture reading is from the book of John, chapter 6, verses 1 through 14. After this, Jesus went to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, also called the Sea of Tiberias. A large crowd kept following him because they saw the signs he was doing for the sick. Jesus went up the mountain and sat down there with his disciples. Now the Passover, the festival of the Jews, was near. When he looked up, he saw a large crowd coming towards him. Jesus said to Philip, Where are we to buy bread for all these people to eat? He said this to test him, for he himself knew what he was going to do. Philip answered him, Six months' wages would only buy enough bread for each of them to get a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon's P- Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There's a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish, but what are they among so many people? Jesus said to them, Make the people sit down. Now there was a great deal of grass in the place, so they sat down, about five thousand in all. Then Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them so that those who were seated also with the fish, as much as they wanted. When they were satisfied, he told his disciples, gather up the fragments left over so that nothing may be lost. So they gathered them up, and from the fragments of the five barley loaves left by those who had eaten, they filled twelve baskets. When the people saw the sign he had done, they began to say, this is indeed the prophet who is to come into the world. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God.
1: Thanks, Darren. I think it is appropriate on this Sunday after Thanksgiving that we hear the story of the unexpected feast that left baskets and baskets of leftovers. I'm sure that some of you had baskets and baskets of leftovers. How tall is he? Do you see this? How tall is he? Goodness sakes. Uh, Baskets and baskets of leftovers after your dinner on Thursday. We are blessed with so much. Amen. Sometimes we are surrounded by blessings that we don't even realize. Things that we take for granted, but things that others would cherish or do cherish. The story we read in scripture today is a familiar one. It's actually one that we spent some time with this past summer. We talked about how this story is layered in community. The community that followed Jesus. The community of disciples that accompanied Jesus. I wonder, as I read these stories, about the people that came to hear the Savior preacher. I wonder what they wanted from him. I wonder what questions they had of him, what experiences they wanted, what were they seeking. I wonder if they just wanted to see him or if they needed something from him, like many of the other stories that we know, stories where people come with a pressing need, where they need to get to Jesus, to touch Jesus, to talk to Jesus. I'm kind of a nosy neighbor, I told the church at Republic, I like to know things. I have a lot of wonderings about what goes on with people. I would have loved to be an observer in this story, kind of like a reporter on the ground. I would love to walk around and listen in as I go, hearing the conversations and what people are talking about as they gather. Had they heard about his teaching And they wondered if Jesus could teach them something, wondering if God could reveal something new. Had they heard about John the Baptist being killed and were they wondering how Christ would respond to the death of his cousin, his friend, his devoted follower, and the voice that came before him calling out that the Son of Man was drawing near? Were there questions Did they have personal questions? Were they wondering about miracles that Jesus had performed and wondering if God could do the same for them? Were they hurting, hopeless, hung up? Did they need to find something, hope in God, healing in God? Why did they come on that day, so many? As I stand here and look around the sanctuary at all of you, and as I said, as I looked at the faces of my folks in Republic this morning, I have the same questions. What brought you here today? I wonder what you've brought here today, this morning. I wonder if you've brought hurts here to lay at the foot of the cross. I wonder if you come looking for a miracle searching for hope, coming in praise. 5,000 plus, 5,000 plus women and children came on that day, each with their own story, each with their own circumstance, just like we do. Some thankful for the sight of God in their midst, maybe some frustrated or angered or questioning Others enjoying the experience, each with their own perspectives, just like we come today with our own story and our own expectations. And the scripture says that Christ knew what he would do that day, that he would exceed their expectations. He would take the meager lunch of a child and he would feed 5,000 plus women and children. God would do amazing things with so little, feeding so many who were hungry, blessing all, amazing some, frustrating others with his miraculous lunch. I am sure that some people had underestimated him. I am sure that some people, I know that some people saw the meager fish and loaves and thought nothing good could come, at least not enough good could come of it much less of feasts that left baskets and baskets of leftovers. They were blessed. Unexpectedly blessed by God and what God had provided in the strangest of places, with the strangest of circumstances, on the side of a mountain, God had turned a lunch into a lesson. A lesson in abundance and God's ability to provide. I think about us as we gathered around our tables of thanks this past weekend. It's easy to focus on gratitude when you are seated at a table of plenty. It's easy to be grateful and thankful in that circumstance. But what of these people who stood hungry on the mountainside, exposed to the elements who were hungry for lunch? Not just hungry for God's spirit, but hungry for lunch. Did they recognize that God would provide? Do we recognize God's provision when the table is less full or when there are empty spaces? I find God's people to be fascinating. I always have. I don't know if you're aware. Pastor and Amy and I talk about you a lot. Like, not in a bad way. We talk about you all the time, and we wonder about your perspectives, and we wonder about your needs. We recently had a discussion of your perspectives on our churches and on our ministries. Pastor Amy and I have preached about our belief in our five churches. We understand none of them are big in congregational size, though we are definitely rich in personality and passion. And as we approached Thanksgiving, we wondered what you felt grateful for when it came to our churches. How do you view our churches? So we asked. We asked some of you directly. We asked some of you through having you fill out little slips of paper. Last week in Republic, I asked during worship. We asked at our Thanksgiving Eve service last week. Because we know that sometimes In a small church, we view our small churches like the small lunch that the youngster in the story gave to Jesus. It's a good lunch. It's a great lunch for him. For 5,000? Maybe not. We view ourselves and our offerings often like the small lunch. We, We believe in the God of provision and we hope in the God of provision, but sometimes we feel like the lunch. So I wanted to share some of these messages with you this morning. As we near the end of our sermon series on the generous nature of our God, I feel very much like I'm on the mountainside with you. I feel like we presented our churches to God and said, here's our lunch It doesn't always look like a lot. But in the hands of a mighty God, what can you do with it? And God has not disappointed us. God has done mighty things with us and through us and our ministries. One of the small gratitude slips said, I am grateful for our Kids for Christ program. They wrote, I'm thankful for the privilege of working with kids. They've taught me so much. Thank you, God, for Kids for Christ, which is also our youth club here at St. Paul's where we've combined this year. So often in ministry, especially in kids' ministry, you strive to serve others, but you're actually impacted in a greater way. And that slip was the testimony of one of our KFC volunteers We know that our own kids have talked about the impact of KFC and Youth Club. We've heard, especially Matthew, has spoken directly to us about what Kids for Christ and Youth Club means to him. Uh, In in our Republic Church, Aiden is, uh, is a big voice for our kids' ministry. The fact is that as those kids pile into that church, we walk out in a more directly changed way. Many people on our slips remarked that they're grateful for families and for friends. Specifically, our church families were mentioned over and over and over again. I'm thankful for our church. I'm thankful for my friends. I'm thankful for my church family. And so I'll remind you or maybe tell you, we are warriors, church, on the battlefield in the war of loneliness. There is a loneliness epidemic happening right now, and God has called us to be present for one another to help battle the effects of loneliness. And so when we show up, when we show up for ministries, when we pray for one another, when we reach out, whether it be a phone call or a text message or a visit, we are in battle. Judging by the amount of times people wrote their gratitude to their church family and faith community, I think that we are winning the battle. I loved this one comment that was written. It said, I am so thankful for life and fairly good health. I thought, amen, right? Sometimes we can't have great health, but we can be thankful for fairly good health. Another writer stated that they are grateful for sunshine and beautiful weather. They also remark that they're thankful to live in a free country. I understand this on a new level as I see the trials and the conflicts that others are facing around the world. And as we praise God for the hostages that have been recently freed in the Israel-Hamas war, we remember that there is still so much healing work to do. They may be physically free, but will bear scars forever. And so we continue to pray for anyone In a war torn country. And we pray for those still in captivity as this person thanked God for the privilege of personal and religious freedom. Several people remarked about specific ministries happening in our churches. We had people talk about the life changing ministry that's happening at the bridge through Celebrate Recovery. Those who face addiction and the crisis that comes with addiction are able to get support and to find tools to help them on that journey. All because one of our churches stepped out in faith and began this ministry. Several others remarked that they're grateful for the Bible studies and Sunday school classes that are available throughout the parish One person wrote, they're so grateful for all of the things that they've been able to learn during Bible study. There is nothing more holy and there is no moment that is more church than when people can come with questions about the Bible to an environment where they feel comfortable enough to ask. One of the slips that came in looked like a ministry advertisement for our churches and our parish. This person said, I'm thankful for my church I'm thankful for my pastors. I'm thankful for Kids for Christ, Fun Fridays, Fellowship Lunches, Choir, and the Five Point Parish. Okay. You can definitely tell that this person is deeply invested in the church and that church has become a central hub in their life. There was a time that church was a central hub in all of our lives, but then the world changed and became more demanding, and there were more conflicts around trying to figure out how to make church work for us and where we can find church. And this person finds church not just on Sunday mornings if they're present in worship, but also every time we gather, whether it be choir or lunch or fun Fridays, God is present, that is church. Another person remarked that they're grateful for their pastor, They stated that the pastor had walked with them through a very difficult time in their family as they lost their son, and she's helped them in a time of great loss, and they are grateful that God has blessed our churches with our pastors. Someone else said, I'm grateful for the Five Point Parish. Without the parish, I would not have been able to meet so many amazing people and would not have been able to do so many wonderful things in the community. Amen. Finally, another person said they're grateful for God, grateful to God for the ability to be grateful. She said, God has helped me have more gratitude than attitude. That'll preach all day. More gratitude than attitude. Lord, hear our prayer. I didn't fill a slip out. I should have. I wouldn't need a big slip, though. Because I'm grateful for the honor of serving the church alongside of you. I'm grateful that God called me into an unexpected place. I'm grateful for the years that we have had and hopefully will continue to have. In the United Methodist Church, you know, they move us. I've been at Republic for seven years and St. Paul for five and a half years, and I'm grateful for that time. I'm grateful for every young person. I love to see our young people grow in their faith. I've said before that kids are my favorite kind of people. And I think it's because they have this way of asking me questions that stump me intentionally so sometimes. But like at Vacation Bible School this past year, someone said, what did they say to Jesus when they baptized him? Because they baptized him in the name of him. Good question. I said, well, God talked that time. He took care of it. I'm also grateful for the young person who led us in prayer last Wednesday night at our Thanksgiving Eve service and at the end said, amen, with his little self. I am grateful that you allow me to sing in worship, even when I'm loud. That is my prayer time. And during those moments, I am 100% vulnerable before God and you, and I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the times when I can sit with you and hear your stories. I cannot believe, and I often question, why God would call me and honor me by giving you to me. God has blessed my life with you, and please know that I pray for you. I'm grateful for all the young people in our churches and seeing how they grow in their love of the church and their love of Jesus. And I thank you for supporting them as they grow. I'm grateful to see community develop in unexpected places like church kitchens and around Bible study tables. And I wonder if someday long in the future, some nosy neighbor like me will wonder what we came searching for when we came to this place. When we came searching and gathered with each other and with God. I am grateful that I've gotten to raise Dominic in the church. And that I've been able to see him develop a strong relationship with God and with the church. And I'm grateful that he is as dedicated to the church as anyone is dedicated to their favorite thing because it's his favorite thing. It's his favorite place to be. You are his favorite people. I am grateful for God's faithfulness. On the days when I have felt like the young kid with just a measly lunch to offer and God has taken my meager offering and he's done so much more with it than I could have ever imagined. You know, God has looked at our churches as we said, we're just a little lunch. And God has said, oh, I'm about to teach you a lesson. Because God looks at our churches and says, you know what? I'm going to do something here. And God brought us all together and God has been doing something, and that's when the fun of ministry has really began. And I'm grateful that God has given us all a spirit of creativity in ministry, and I'm grateful that you go along with our crazy plans. There's no circus coming, but you're pretty, you're, you're pretty understanding when we come with a crazy idea. Above all else, I'm grateful for Jesus, and I'm grateful for Grace. I'm grateful for the creator God and I'm grateful for God's spirit, which allows us to be grateful for it all. I'm grateful to know that I am fully known and I am fully loved. I'm grateful to know that even with all of its flaws, I believe that the church is still the best place to be. We can be hard headed at times. We can be hard on each other but we can also love hard, and we show up big. We are imperfect, but we are held together in perfection. And I thank God for that. And all God's people said, amen. "Amen." We have a special song for you today. It's a song